0: Will the debut of Formula E's Gen 3 car be a disaster? That question—that question itself was a disaster <laughs> right there. But obviously, a lot of a lot, a lot of things going wrong, right? Um, the batteries were not in place. The teams haven't had enough testing time because of the issues with the batteries. Hankook has come out with it's is a new tire supplier. Obviously, the tires are new. The teams have to learn learn about that. And the timeline, even though we thought it was huge, at the end of the, at the start of the year when the Formula E season ended very very yep. very very early. And we thought there's gonna so it's gonna be so much time before you know season nine and the Gen three cars are gonna be ready. That's yeah. not the case. Uh, the Formula E season starts in about a month from today, and we're still talking whether or not we we still don't know what the what the sporting regulations are. We still don't know whether uh, we are going to particular destinations or not. The tickets are not exactly on sale for the first few <laughs> races, and by that I mean obviously in particular yeah, the race in Hyderabad, India. S- so there's a lot going on. What is going to happen?
1: Yeah, I mean I don't know. We we are, as you said, we are still talking about the season and the sporting regulations. And there were there was a uh, what do you call it? Fast charging test of some sorts just past month. And we have testing coming up from Tuesday onwards. Yeah, from thirteenth. Tuesday. yeah. And we don't know a lot, whole lot more so i don't know i think it's again it goes back to what how formula e started because i believe they didn't have they didn't exactly have budget for even the whole season there they were running it from race to race and right now they have the budget and the backing but they don't have the technical side of it and i'm pretty sure as development goes on as develop as things go on they might change the technical regulations mid-season. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and sporting the regulations. regulations. I mean, I'm pretty confident about it because that has happened in sports before. But that is how uh, Formula E goes about it as well. Formula E has operated. So yeah. yeah, it's 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 a dive into sort of the unknown for Formula E. But again, it's typically it's typically Formula E to have that situation. You know.
0: That that is true, that is true. And somehow, manufacturers are still coming to Formula E. Man, it's electric, it's the future, uh,
1: it's the place to be.
0: (laughs) Don't don't get me started on that. Just don't get me started on that. Uh, But, no, it's very interesting. I think think the downfall of this, all of this has been... So, uh, again, the teams have said, you know, that the new cars are great. uh, It's just a matter of, you know, getting the tech right and getting it on track and you know safe and and all of that which is which is a huge part uh, and obviously it poses a real really nice technical challenge for the entire for all the engineering teams uh, back at base and on track and i think uh, the technical director of jaguar did an re- interview recently with the race i might be wrong as to who was interviewed uh, but they laid out you know what the challenges had been with the formula e car and obviously like i said the battery the tires and then uh, the drivers having to adapt to a new style of driving because Essentially, now you have region on both axles and not just on one axle. Now, m- most most of this has been, uh, most of the issues with Formula E have been driven by the battery and, you know, the management tech around that and the new, uh, you know, motors and everything, right? So that, that, that powertrain has been the issue for Formula E. But I really think the issue, like, I, I just think that Formula E is in such a place right now because they try to change too many things too soon all at once. Yeah. Um, you know, they change the tires, the car design itself, the powertrain and everything. And I feel if they had done it gradually, they could have bought themselves not more time, but more, uh, in terms of what car they had to run, you know, the next season. Let's say if they still had Gen 2 car, but they said, okay, we're going to introduce, you know, the new powertrain or the new battery system, uh, in, in season nine. They could have reverted back to the old battery system, in my opinion, and run that for a few races and bought themselves more time for the new battery. Or they could have just done the tires for a season and so on and so forth. So I really think that doing it all at once, I mean, the hype they created was great. You know, it, it worked really well for the hype, but it's been so quiet for the last six months. Like, you barely hear any news coming out of Formula E itself. Like, all the news coming out is by, you know, motorsport more, more media outlets who are going and interviewing people working in... The different teams are
1: not Formula exactly A, yeah. from Formula E, and I mean it's it's interesting as well because they had the plans for. I mean, you we know how Formula E works. We so far this is our third generation of cars, right? So we know how they work in steps of generation of cars, and pretty sure they would have been working on the third gen for two or three years.
0: I think it started in twenty twenty, so they'll be completing yeah. one and a half, two years. I mean,
1: so this work is not done by teams who are balancing current season, the next season and the future seasons as such. This work is done by Formula E and it's sort of sole technical, technical partners, partners who are the sole yeah. suppliers, right? So you would, you would imagine that it was much further ahead than it is right now. And we only got to know out the car and the technology i think february last year
0: in yeah, april? The,
1: the car was launched in april but the technical details yeah. of it came out in march of february uh, something around like somewhere around the time we interviewed jack right so yeah yeah so yeah. i mean i don't know the timeline for these things i'm not an engineer but uh, as a business person <laughs> i would imagine it to be better planned
0: uh, yeah, yeah, uh, it's, yeah, I mean, Formula E, like, you know, even Ian, Ian Jack said, like, what is Formula E exactly now? Uh, and, and here is the question and here is another aspect of the issue that they're going to run into, uh, in my opinion, moving forward. I think it's been talked about a little bit previously, but here's the next issue, you know, obviously the by Gen 4, at least, if if not Gen 3, right, by Gen 4, they will be driving with more power, not just generating more yeah. power. But they'll be driving with more power driving the cars with more power right so will it be feasible for them to run on city streets yeah because the more power you have because even now they are they they upped the amount of power you know the car will be delivering at at the rear wheels right i think it's gone up by 100 kilowatt so and it's the first time that they broke the 200 mile per hour barrier in in a formula e car so the question that comes from it is is it safe to run on city streets no. <laughs> now given that you're hitting such speeds or given that you're, you're hitting such, uh, you know, accelerations and the end of street speed might be different. Is it time or will there be a time when Formula E will have to really assess whether racing on city streets is feasible versus, uh, and, you know, weigh, weigh in, whether or not they want to go racing on actual street circuits because the cars are so much more powerful and maybe not as nimble and agile as they were.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, it's a it's a great great point, and I think when you think about the added uh, speed of the cars and added, you know, uh, and you and you think about circuits like Rome and one of those very twisty, bendy circuits. We, we saw what happened in the rain um, in in the U.S. Yeah. this year.
0: Like the, there was a turn one pileup, and uh, it's like what six cars involved, or three, four, or six cars involved, or something like that. So. Imagine doing that with more power. Yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah it, it's 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 a great uh, conflict where Formula E is again. You know, it's 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 a relatively young series. Just and with this new set of regulations, as you said, just bringing bringing it all out at once, it gives them a real challenge. You know? Just gradual steps. Changing one thing at a time, as I said, should be. It could
0: could be a better option. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, we'll see. I mean, the feedback from that race article that I referred to, earlier, the feedback on the tires has been pretty good. Uh, but it's you know again, it's the powertrain side of things that is causing the issues for the team because we also heard about a, a few accidents uh, during the testing that happened uh, earlier this year. You know, a few drivers got a couple drivers got injured. Uh, The cars broke down, the cars did something erratic and that sort of thing. So, clearly still a long way to go. Hopefully, they're able to put on a show with the new cars at their full potential starting, you know, at at the very start of the season. And uh, hopefully, the sporting regulations will sort them out as the season goes on. And we talked about, you know, the optics of a recharge pit stop previously And the more I think about it, (laughs) and I've said this before, obviously, the more I don't really want them to do, you know, um, a a recharge pit stop as exciting as as it might be.